Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Brains, Building Hearts. I'm Brett Burchard here with Chris McAllister and James, Jimmy, the Gronk Rory's. Uh, what's up, fellas? Uh, excited to do another episode with you. Um, I know Chris fresh off vacation, so he's looking tan and, <clears throat> and Not too refreshed. Tan. <laughs> Tell us about vacay, Chris. How was it? Dudes. Okay, so uh, first one with like older kids because didn't go anywhere last year, and that was a truly wild experience. I'm, my kids will never listen to this, so I get to say this. Uh, the you know, it's one thing to have a mom now eighteen and seventeen, and they pull up the fifteen year old. Now it's like multiple moms, you know, multiple desires that need to be fulfilled, and that was the little bit of the stress of the trip. And honestly, I could laugh at it because it's just like I, these competing things. But part of that too is is their ages meant I had more time than I've ever had, like to myself, a ton of time to play and hang out. But like reading, a bunch of like internal contemplation work I got to do. Uh, so it was super dope, man. Super dope. That's what I was thinking. Like at that point. There's some independence there, so you don't have to entertain them all week or anything like that. But the real question, were there any palmetto bugs? <laughs> Dude, that's such a laser question. We So we weren't, we were like a seven, eight minute walk from the beach uh, at, on a golf course. And maybe it was because it was May, early, mid-May. There weren't. And that was amazing. And we did not have any bug incident, swear, until I was loading the van up. And this giant freaking spider. I mean, I hear all this screaming. And uh, I go in there and, and, of course, kill it. But I was like, this is perfect. We're leaving anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't matter. But yeah, dudes, it's, you know, I, I think for me, I, I, I can beat myself up that bootstrapping site shift these years. We haven't, we've done a lot of staycations and, and that's been really fun. My family's way more gracious to me than I am to myself because they'll remind me of places we've been. Um, but definitely feel like it's a little bit of a new chapter. Like it's time to start doing that some more and soaking that up and making those mm -hmm. memories. And so appreciate you guys even uh, like, go, you got to do this, Chris, go, go, go. And uh, so glad we did. I'm even cheesing it up dad style, drinking from a Hilton Head Island mug because, you know, Middle class fancy over here. Have y'all seen those middle class fancy memes? Oh no, no, dude, they're hilarious. It's like it's just it's just so funny how you think you're so unique, and uh, yeah, you're putting patio lights out, <laughs> and it's like middle class man. It's just funny. So yeah, uh, it's awesome. <clears throat> For me, sometimes like long vacation is sometimes does more harm than good. You know, like it's nice to get away and refresh, but then like coming back and you're like, dang, I don't really want any part of the real world. And uh, so sometimes like the shorter burst recoveries are a little um, better. Jimmy, where do you, where do you fall on that? And then like, how, what do you do to like get those shorter burst recoveries to come refreshed? Yeah. I think uh, I, I, I subscribe to that idea that, uh, you know, if you love what you're, if you love your, what you're doing, you love your life, you know, you don't need a vacation, right? I think that's a neat thing to think about and to uh, subscribe to. Now, I don't live in Paris. I don't live on the beach. So 
you want to see those things, right? You want to be in those environments. You want to experience something different. Um, when we, when so I, I kind of understand that as well. When we vacation, we we're typically gone for two weeks or more, um, just um, to give everybody the experience of taking the break, and um, you know, kind of uh, totally you know, transforming and, and becoming part of the environment that you're in. Right, that after that first week. You're in and you're in your different mode. Um, so we enjoy that. But I also subscribe to your point of view, man. I mean, you know, the shorter stuff, it it's easier to it's easier to sustain. Um and uh it's also easier when you come back. You don't have, you know, three thousand emails to follow up on and all that stuff. I, I heard someone take a bold move and actually commit to leaving their cell phone at home before their next vacation. And I really, I have no clue whether I could do that or not. Um, it might be the next can, test for me. I would say I can check out, but I think I'd be more likely to take like email off my phone only because at the kids ages, there's like a mil, you're coordinating continually through the right, phone, right? right? Even on vacation, like I'm going to the pool, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but, but yeah, you, you like what you do. You pick things up in joy there were times I took a stack of stuff to work on. And there were times where I'm like, I could go to that and enjoy, but I feel like I'm just not supposed to right now. And would instead pick up my Kindle, so I was reading, uh, or I was going and doing contemplations, you know, these imaginative identity space exercises that would usually be about 20 to 30 minutes. And those gave so much. I mean, I'm like still drawing a ton from them. I would say I had out of the thousands of those experiences, hundreds that are worth journaling about, I had a top experience, top 10, that I think is going to give me just all kinds of, of meaning and integration uh, wow. in, in this new chapter. And that wouldn't have happened. That creative energy would have gone somewhere. It would have gone into those things. But the weird part was everything that I would have taken to work on, except for like a few episodes for poly contemplative, everything I took for sight shift like yesterday, I did a dive on it, and all it just kind of went. In fact, it's back here on the jar race board. In our later meeting, we'll be able to dive into it. But that that reward was was so huge to feel like me getting what I needed at that deep psychological level. But yeah, I'm with you on the two weeks. Like, you know, for me, it's funny because our rhythms after about three or four days, Brandy's actually ready to come home. Not bad, which is a good problem to have. Um, but we did a number of staycations when the kids were younger, where I would take off two weeks. And, uh, you know, those are some of the best memories now because we play in the pool, played backyard baseball, you know, whatever, all those kind of things. And so I think there is something to be said for that two week time frame because you really get to that place where I'm better at it now. But earlier, definitely, it would take me like that week to get to a point where I'm like, or a couple of cigars back to back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea of like, you know, you say you took a stack of work to work on if, you know, if you got to a point, you know, but putting in boundaries, because uh, you're going to have that creative energy come out, you know, when you finally relax or get into a new environment or, you know, after you you know, survive that week. And now you're like, you've let your guard down. You're going to get that creative energy. And I, you know, I've gone on vacations before where I take 
a whole backpack full of like, you know, maybe I'll read this or I'll write about that or I'll write on this project or, you know, and then I started just making boundaries. Like if I do any creative energy, it's going to go towards this Hmm. or even better what you did, Chris, of like, there's no work here. So any creative energy I do get, it's going to have to go into the family, exploring the territory that I'm in, the, you know, meditation practices, you know, it's so like giving yourself a little bit of structure because most of us, all the, uh, wired up, you know, super productive ones, ambitious ones, we're going to like take all our creative energy and go right back to work. Um, Mm -hmm. but it can hide, that can be kind of a hiding mechanism from exploring new stuff. So yeah, I don't boundaries is helpful. I don't regret any of the time spent like randomly walking and listening to music or because I did have a number of those moments, you know, to myself. And and it's funny. I think part of it, too, is you get a little bit older. We spend a little bit more than we've normally spent for it to be like really comfortable. And man, that made such a huge difference. Like, you know, that was probably the big difference maker. And part of it for our situation with anaphylactic allergies, we cook you know, we just go cook somewhere else. Basically that's vacation in some ways. Uh, and, and so it has to be an awesome kitchen. It has to be just a great setup because we're going to spend a lot of time in it. But even that was like super chill and fun. And, you know, I'm out there grilling and singing to my new favorite album that was out and embarrassing, you know, my kids, the cool part about Hilton head is there's alligators like, or crocodiles, whichever one it is. Uh, they're all over. Like, we stayed at a house two years ago. A lady had just gotten eaten right in front of the house in one of the ponds because it came up and took her dog. And then she tried to protect her dog and then it ate her. Um, so Hilton Head's kind of crazy how they like live at peace with Damn. them. And so you go on walks and you'll see them like out sunbathing by a pond and you know, which is funny because that freaks my wife out. You know, they're going to go watch the sunrise and she's like, you have to go with them. <laughs> so they don't get right, in by yeah. alligator. But that's the thing. And I think for people that are, you know, when you're going all the time, which is not how I go, I, you know, I do drop down into relaxed states for sure weekly, but often daily where I, I feel the cessation of the hum of self. And I'm noticing who I am in between the thoughts. Um, the chance to just do that in a different place, it's just fun. Yeah, no doubt. And then I'm not like angry on the way there and trying to get there and want everything to be perfect and just leave me alone so I can, because you know what I had to do? The morning we got, we got there late that night. I'll go to the beach that morning. Everybody's sleeping. I come back. I need to go to the store. I got to go to the store for like two hours. Burning beach daylight. Did I, did I accomplish that store mission? Like Navy teal seam infinity is burning it down to save the world. Oh, you know it, man. I was like, man on a mission. I do not want to spend an extra minute in this grocery store. I want to be back to the beach, but I still was doing it in an angry uptight way. You know, just having fun with it. <laughs> having fun with it. What do you guys? What do you guys do when you're away? What helps you relax? I know what Jimmy does. You smoke a cigar, don't you? Well, you know, those vices, right? Um, I, I smoke cigars here at home maybe once a month. Yeah. At the, um, but uh, so I, I don't do it often enough so that it becomes rote. I like them to be special occasions. 
you know, same thing with my aged uh, tequila or rum or whatever it might be. Yeah. So yeah, all that stuff is sparing for sure uh, in, in the context of the bigger picture, right? Overall health. Uh, but man, I do enjoy the vices. Uh, I don't agree with everything in moderation, but I do I do believe in uh, when you find stuff that uh, that fits, right? Enjoy it. Don't deny it. Well, the, some of the highest performers I've connected to these years in coaching, they are awesome at, and they won't publicize it. They would never post about it. They would never share it with others, but with a small circle of people completely letting down. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's fun, whatever that looks like. My kids did tell me, they were like, because we were walking to the beach one day and I had meant to get some cigars and just forgot to. They're like, where's your cigar dad <laughs> so yeah it was uh but for me the real indulgence that just happened to be this trip was literally probably about 10 sessions uh of going and setting aside half an hour and and closing my eyes and going within and doing the identity space exercises and just having a total like exploratory blast of an experience in fact i felt a little fatigued and i you know i think sometimes when you're relaxed your intuition just gets that answer to you so clear and vast and if you've ever been in a place where you've done a lot of inner work over a short amount of time so we used to do you know site shift is these two-day retreats so deeper experiences and i would be like so thirsty after them well, why? Because you're doing a lot of that work and it's part of how your body is recovering. It is taking its toll. There is something being extracted out of you. And, and I felt a little bit of that. And the immediate thought that I had was like, Chris, you've been doing a ton of inner work. And, and now you're seeing some of that, you know, come to play. So yeah, I got weird with it for sure. And then, which I sent you guys this video on this for people listening, they already are like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> the it's the heron, the, yeah, it's too late. The heron bird, like the, just straight up strutted across the golf course. Just like, hey, look at me, Chris. I'm here for you, man. You see this? It was just strutting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to record this and tell Jimmy and Brett. So pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Wow. What yeah, are for you me, going? The, go go ahead. ahead, Brett. I was going to ask you the same. Well, for me, uh, there've been like two consistent vacations that that we've been taking, um, my wife and I, the last few years. And one is uh, to my parents' house. They live at, on a, at the Lake of the Ozarks in southern Missouri, so oh, we wow. go there for a long weekend and uh, and get to be on the water. And then the other we've been doing is we just we we got our camping stuff down to one box where we can just throw it in the back of the car and we're gone. And so we're like, shoot, why do we need a summer home? Let's just, let's just go camping, get out of the heat in Phoenix and uh, in the summer, we do that once a month or so. Yeah. Um, and awesome. both of those experiences, uh, no cell service. So when we go camping, sometimes we'll get service, but I usually just put my, turn my phone off and, don't ever use it. Um, and then at the lake, not great service. So put it away. Um, right. and for me, like when I go on those breaks, like I don't need 
to be entertained or activity. Like the best thing for me is like, I just sit there. Yeah, me too. You know, and enjoy like, you know, enjoy the sounds of the waves on, hitting the seawall on the lake or acorns and squirrels running around the, you know, acorns falling out of the tree and squirrels running around in the woods. And like, that is, uh, is really powerful for me. So, you know, we do, we get on the water and we go skiing and that's one of my like top flow experiences is, is, but, but for, to like attune your attention to like these smallest details of the sensations that are happening, like feeling the ski cut through the water and, you know, just seeing the light come through the trees in a different angle. It's like all that stuff is, is super recovery or refreshing for me. So mm-hmm. That's kind of how we spend our group. Dude, I, I, so it's funny because Jimmy, you know this, we talk about in session seven, figure that shift out, you build this trigger with music in a space and blah, blah, blah. So Brett and I met for the first time when I got back, you know, I'd met with you and then I met with him, but anyway, I met with him and he was like, my first question is I was going to ask about a music trigger. And so I have to set the scene for you guys because, so this new album comes out by Manchester Orchestra, which is incredible. And I know where all the moments are in the album. And there's like four or five of them where you just sing it guts out all passion. You know, we have the mutual friend, Ryan Magada, and he and I were at a Manchester concert. So here's Ryan when that moment is happening. He's got his hands in his pocket and he's doing this. And for people that can't see, you know, he's just bobbing his head. Me, however, beer spilled down the back of my shirt. I'm like arms up in the air, like, ah! So I'm doing that. I'm, I'm listening to those moments on the album and I'm walking up and down the, the beach with my feet in the water and turning up all the sensations like and at one point i turn and face the ocean and i'm just like screaming these lyrics out and dancing around and i know everybody is like what is that dude on at that moment i was not on anything but then my wife calls and we do have a situation with severe food allergies and and my child was having a severe sun allergic reaction and that can you know go bad well i'm like 15 minutes down the beach And I've been walking like so much more than I have. So I'm already sore, right? My feet hurt. My calves are hurting. And now I got to run freaking back barefoot. But I'm so amped on this adrenaline, this trigger that I'm building. Dude, I was burning it down the beach. And uh, it was just a hilarious moment where I had to laugh to myself and be like, this is life, man. You know, you can't control these things. Here we are. We got to get her back and get her taken care of and can't dilly dally so let's freaking run <laughs> wow i know that somebody had to see the sequence of intense movement dance screaming at the water turn around and start sprinting oh, back mm-hmm. and they had to be like i think i just saw somebody have a breakdown <laughs> <laughs> but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you know well, you're entertaining people man it's it's part of the gift that you bring to the world dude. you know it's like <laughs> And so I think it's so, you know, my kids are 20 and 15 and they're both sophomores, one in college, one in high school. And, and you know, they are, when, we, when they were younger, we had, we would have great conversations about awareness and security, insecurity and so forth. And now at these later ages, all that's out the window. There's just like no way that they cannot be always thinking about what people think of them, right? This mm-hmm. level of insecurity. And, um, 
And it's just, it's just so much fun when you can get to the point and you can turn that insecurity about what are people saying to, hey, I'm entertaining them. You know, it's like, it, you know, it, it not only does it not matter, but hey, I'm, I'm showing them something they don't get to see every day or whatever it might be. Kind of, you know, be maybe it's just my exhibitionist <laughs> mentality, but you know, it's like putting on a show versus, you know, trying to hide. So, uh, that's what that reminds me of, Chris. I would be there and I would be kind of like getting energy from the thought that I would be showing somebody something they hadn't seen in a while or maybe never. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is that that whole video that went viral years ago about the guy that got up at the party and started dancing at this this outdoor festival. And then everybody else started dancing and it had this like spontaneous dance party on this lawn. I think the idea is like when you live that bliss, that expression, impression without expression leads to depression. Uh, not that everyone expresses the same way, but for me, the more I develop my intuition, the more I'm getting an alignment of head mentality, heart emotion, and then body. Uh, and and as all three of those come together, it, it's 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 this synced up expression that I think is pretty tri uh, tribal and primal and ancient, and and we've lost so much of that. You know, you you imagine if we would have been a part of a culture that existed for thousands of years on this planet, that we're going out for the monthly hunt, and we dance for a day before we go out to uh, get the gods on our favor. Right. Well, what are you doing? You're clearing out so much crap in your life and so much trauma, and you're getting everything ready to be in this pure state so you can go out and survive and get this hunt. And then you come back and you're fatigued and you dance to thank the gods for whatever. And you're again, you're doing this head, heart, body alignment stuff. And so I had built such a powerful trigger that we get back. This is like the next day. So this would, you know, whatever, this would have been this past Friday. And my, I, I, I have just like shut out awareness of everything. I'm in the backyard. It's the end of the day. I wanted to revisit that music trigger. I'm singing it out loud in the yard, just dancing around a little bit. And I just happened to turn around and like my 15 year old is watching me <laughs> through the screen door, you know? And so they know, you know, poor dad, he's on a constant journey of whatever. But the idea being, you know, when was the last time People felt what we feel when you're in that space and you know, you're on that two-day trip, Brett, and you're disconnected from the phone. And when you're executing at a level of patient precision, Jimmy, you know, all of these things don't happen. It's the continual progression and advancement. Um, and I think it's cool to hear, Brett, how you guys are enjoying the phase you're in, because no matter what happens in your future, kids, no kids, whatever. Uh, if you were to have kids, you know, there would not be another moment where you would go, oh, I'll just be away from the cell phone for a couple of days, right? Or at least for a long time. And so I think people are always trying to get somewhere rather than let's just enjoy what this is, you know, mm. super cool. You guys do that. That was my next question for both of you all is, you know, how do vacations or those times change? when you do have kids, obviously you, you both have kids that are older and um, a little more independent now. And so you can enjoy it, but there was a time when you're chasing those guys around and you got to entertain, like they, that's got to be more stressful than, than helpful, isn't it? Or yeah, what's that experience like? I'll tell you what, my, both my girls, um, 
I have questions about whether they, they they view kids as burdens, right? Because they babysit, they seek, and they just all they see is the screaming and the constant neediness and the diapers and all that stuff. But man, when I became a father, I saw the exact opposite. I saw all the positives, uh, and I was I was extremely um, doting uh, in terms of changing time and feeding time and. And that, that time. So for me, it's more like a, there are phases in your life, right? And so when you have those kids and they need you for those first 10 years or whatever, um, vacations are all about creating that experience for them, helping them explore, uh, creating memories and building the relationship. And it's, it was just all the positive stuff. Uh, and yeah, we had to double team it, my wife and I, to make sure it worked for both of us. So it wasn't just you know, Beth doing the same thing she did at home on vacation, right? <laughs> Cleaning and all that stuff, cooking and stuff. Um, that it was uh, shared and it was a good experience. But that that's so it's so different, you know, different phases. Then when they're older, you're not spending as much time with them. But you're now you're worried about who are they out with? Where are they going? How late will they be? You know, are they driving? Are they watching traffic? You know, all that stuff, because now they can get themselves in trouble. And then now having somebody in college, right, entering her third year, now, you know, you can't be there. And now she's going on dates, right? You don't even get a chance to meet the dude. So it's like, <laughs> it's a total, it's another phase. So yeah, and then, and then really my favorite pictures of my kids are when they're babies. Because I remember back to when, ah, oh, you know, you could create them in the vision you have for them. You dress them the way you want. You know, and they start mimicking you and thinking like you and acting like you. So, oh, great. I see somebody I recognize, you know, go to college, red hair, you know, shaved hair, you know, piercings, tattoos. What's wrong with red hair and shaved hair? That's all I want to know, Jimmy. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. (laughs) It's just not, it's not my design. It's not my design as the parent, you know? So it's a shocker. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have control. So like you have a choice. You can either try to talk her out of it and then have her never talk to you again about mm-hmm. these things, or you just flow, roll. And, um, you know, so you're, <laughs> it's just a different type of challenge, uh, but it's all good, man. So, yeah. So I think when you're ready, it's funny. My daughter asked me a question. When will we be ready for this? I've often talked to my wife about when will we be ready, like to move or whatever. And I always go back to the lesson I my my eldest daughter taught us about potty training. You know, it's like, how come she's not potty trained yet? The doc said she'll do it when she's ready. Mm-hmm. So every change in life, you know, I just go back to that lesson. We'll do it when we're ready. We'll know what's the right time when we're ready. Uh so yeah. So you you'll if you, you know, when you're ready, dude, it'll all make sense and you'll be focused on all the wonderful stuff and the other, and the other stuff will just be, you know, part of the process. I think, so uh, many... go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. I, I'll remember and it's a, t- it's, it's related, but a little different. So you know. I was just going to say, there's so many gems that you just dropped there, Jim. <laughs> we need another episode on, on that topic alone. So that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about this idea of enjoying it, what it is for where it is. And, uh, you know, I I think the thing that blocks up that enjoyment for so many parents, 
because I truly do look at each phase as special. Like when they were little and, uh, you know, you are <laughs> all the things you got to do. You're potty training them and you're trying to make a 10 hour drive to the beach and whatever. Um, <laughs> all the craziness of that. The thing that I see exhaust so many parents, of course, we go deep into this and figure that parenting out. They're living their identity through their kids. And so because of that, they can't ever like carve out an existence where the kid is getting what they need, but the parent is getting what they need. Right. You know, of course, are there days that my wife and I were drinking an iced coffee at 5 p.m. and passing out at 9 p.m. in their bunk beds because it's full on assault in those phases? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But my wife is so much smarter about this stuff than me because I remember when we did the like the whole Disney World trip, uh, we felt no pressure, thanks to my wife, to hit the park every day. Right. So right. she was like, we should have a pool day in between park days. So we did the park, then we would do a day by the pool, and the park, a day by the pool. And of course, we stayed at this place where you could do like Chippendale s'mores and not that Chippendale. Mm -hmm. uh, but so the idea being, <laughs> you got to be careful when you're talking about adult time. Uh, right. the, the idea being, you know, well, now we don't look at that as a hell week, right? We look at that as like our favorite days were the days by the pool. And we made some memories with them at at Disney and, and that whole thing. And But you see this happen all the time. And people exhaust themselves living that identity through their kids because, you know, whether it's all the constant sports activities or, you know, all that stuff. And uh, that means that I'm at a place now I can look back and go, hey, glad we enjoyed it for what it was. Made mistakes for sure. But the one thing I don't regret is being there a ton and trying to be relaxed with it most of the time. Most of the time. That's awesome. So many good, good gems. I think we got a whole nother podcast episode on just this topic. But as we wrap up, a uh, question for both of you, and you can tackle both questions or pick one of them. Uh, but we're running into summertime here and, and summer vacations. What advice or um, action would you give for people that are going on vacation, so how to enjoy it the most and get the most out of it, or those who don't get the luxury of vacation time, how can they still find a way to recover on the fly? Whoa. Which one do you want, Chris? I can do recover on the fly if you want. Go for it, man. All right. I mean, I think for me, like, you know, it's funny that you asked the question because vulnerably. One of the things I feel shame about that I have to work through is bootstrapping site shift these years, uh, serving in nonprofit leadership where I was helping, you know, turn situations around that had no income. I'm substitute teaching meant for many years, there was just not much. And, you know, I can be hard on myself. Like we didn't have multiple vacations a year. There were many years where we didn't have a vacation at all going somewhere. Uh, so we did a lot of staycations. Um, and my kids, they look back and they're like, dad, no, it's kind of like we average going to the beach every couple of years. You know, they're super encouraging and positive. And I don't make my shame their experience. They've just been helpful that way. But all that to say, uh, so I've really learned to just value building a life that I want to live, not get away from, like we've already talked about. And then creating moments within that where, uh, I'm, I'm dropping everything and relaxing. And for me, naps are a part of that. You know, naps are a strategic way that I can 
feel the feelings. And I have a zero gravity chair that I've used the last four or five years and, and like to do that outside. There's a favorite couch in, in a part of our house or whatever, you know, and I've changed it in, in different rhythms and places, but creating a space where I'm going within and externally there's nothing to do and I'm setting everything down. That's how I recover on the run. Wow. And, the, and your, the first question was, uh, if you're going, how do you enjoy? Yeah, how do they maximize yeah. uh, or get the most out of their vacation time? What's really, co- what's really cool, you know, it's all relative, right? So what I would say is a strong thing that I uh, enjoy is mixing things up. Uh, whether I'm staying home or whether I'm going, behaving in a way that would, uh, that would be the opposite of the way I normally would. And when people ask me, what can we do? Um, you know, I would normally give them advice that would be contrary to how they show up. So there are people that we vacation with or that I vacation with who like to be in control. They like mm-hmm. to have the, the list and they want to make sure everything's timed. You know, the challenge would be give that up, give that to someone else to do, give away the control or have, don't have an itinerary. Um, but, you know, this idea of a vacation is what are we vacationing from? This idea of relaxation, what's going to give us the most relaxation? Um, this idea of creating an experience, what kind of experiences don't we have at home that we might want to have on vacation? You know, so oftentimes it means doing something different than we normally do. And it's not just show up and be entertained. It's maybe can you be thoughtful about the things that, you know, that you, the way you behave normally and maybe trying something different, what you would normally eat and maybe trying something different when you're out and about or behaving differently or choosing different things. One of the things that we do that I thoroughly love is, you know, when we vacation, we like to vacation with other families. We often, we like to vacation with, with our, uh, my sisters or my brother, my, my wife's sister and her family. Uh, that, that's a, always been a thrill for us. If they're not around, we go with somebody else, but that, creates a different dynamic inside the house, right? You're sharing a house now with another family. There might be 10 of you instead of four of you or five of you. Um, so that's, that's what I'd recommend. You know, think about how you can proactively mix it up to create something new for yourself. And then, of course, be open to the experience come what may. That's awesome advice. Uh, my parents, um, before they lived at the lake full-time, it was just a summer home. And they called it their op- oppo house, where everything was opposite. Like, <laughs> at home, my mom was the first one awake and doing the chores and had the itinerary. And they go to the lake and she'd be sleeping in and taking naps. And my dad was the first one up and keeping everything organized. So it was their oppo house. So that's a cool, uh, that's cool approach. Uh, I think uh, um, good advice. Thanks, guys. Fun conversation. Glad you enjoyed your vacation, Chris. Good to have you back and be back in the flow. We were all bracing for the weirdness and the <laughs> crazy vision that was going to come out of that. So we're good. To, it's good to see that you had good experiences, but we're not all running off the rails now. So <laughs> it's good to have you back. Uh, thanks, guys. Awesome. Another episode of Breaking Brains, Building Hearts. Everyone enjoy your vacations this summer. We'll see you next week.